Thank you, everybody, for joining us once again. We are the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast, the most popular fan-made podcast of professional wrestling of all time, ever. 100%. All, all the times. All time. I am Kenny Oak, joined as always with uh, my tag team partner, Christopher J. Harris. I know you love it when That's I just not, go full on. It's not my name. I like to say it like that, well, so you're just going to have to take it back. deal with it. Anyway, okay. uh, Mr. Harris, how how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm ready to record. Mm. I'm excited because uh, we are actually growing. Saw some uh, some spikes, some spikes mm. in the downloads, notably from Texas yes. and Hawaii well. Thank as well. you. I'm a big everybody. fan of that. I so, love Hawaii. Yep. I work with a, with a guy from Hawaii, really? and he's just the nicest old Asian man That's, in the world. No. I mean, he, I'm, I'm not, he is, but he's nice, super okay. nice. I love you, Art. Uh, I know you're not his, listening. but That's his name. He's not listening, know. but other people yes, are. We are sponsored by Central Kia uh, of we're Plano not, in we're Texas. We're not sponsored by anybody. That that's is where I make that money, is, and that's how give, I pay for us to, you know, put to work. They do give me. Uh, well, I am the internet manager now. I don't know if you guys have heard. Big promotion here, everybody. You know, Hold on, which is why we're looking around for people that care. Hold on, looking for people that care. Ah, yeah. You deserve it. You deserve No? Nope, that one's as overused as your beard is, so on to the next. It's coming yeah. from the guy who has a beard that looks... Uh, anyway, okay, Sexy. so yep. Starcade happened this weekend. It Let's did, just but go you ahead. wouldn't know it. Really wouldn't, and I didn't know it. You didn't know it, except they they said it on SmackDown, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, hold on, that doesn't make sense. Honestly. I would have, I would have, but no, Starcade happened on yeah. the twenty fifth of November, unless, which was Saturday. Unless you're a big fan of the internet wrestling and all the forums and pages that go on, you would have have no idea. Which we are, bubs. But what happened? Like, how did I miss that? Was well, I that busy at were, work? You were not paying attention. I was tracking most of the matches as they went through, at least by people just posting the shit that was happening. Because WWE, well, now you're just trying it. to sound like you're, you know, in the know. I'm okay, not, but so other people that's... are. But I listen to them and I read their words. No, I don't because well, they're they're and, smarks and they're stupid. And you're not. But anyway, so you missed out. I did. It, it did happen. Starcade. I was pretty though, upset. Big I was pretty event. Upset. But most notably, obviously, it was not. What would what you think? Now, Starcade. Let's let's go back into the annals of Ugh. WCW. Uh, Starcade is their WrestleMania. It is. Bash at the Beach was their SummerSlam. Uh, Halloween Havoc was their Survivor Series. You know, and you would think that these kind of these kind of shows that meant so much to to a core group, you know, for so long would you wouldn't just kind of neglect that to to a house show, you know, Starcade. I want that to mean something. I want that, you know. I know they're not going to try to make it as big as you know WrestleMania, but why not use NXT to be, you know, make Starcade, you know, NXT Takeover, you know, Brooklyn, make that the big NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Make that the WrestleMania. But can't this just be Vince sticking it to them one last time and relegating he their... He doesn't need to. But, he doesn't need okay. to. But why? Why? Unless it was the sheer opportunity to sell out a place and not put it on the network. Why? Which it should have been on the network. But would it? Would everyone have been there? Or would we yes. all have been watching at home? Because they would... No. no. Yeah, I would have watched at home. But if I would have been there... I would have tried to have gone because, mm -hmm. hey, I want a chance to be on TV. Okay. So, but the smart thing is you don't put it on the network and you force everyone to go to this show. And they kept, there was, and there were internet leaks at best, but saying something, that something big was going to happen at the start. Well, no, that's, that's you a knew tease. nothing, nothing big was going to happen. Nothing did happen. But I don't know. Why can't it be Vince sticking it to him one more time saying, hey, I'm going to make this a house Because the Monday Night Wars ended uh, about 16 years ago. Okay. And you don't need to stick it. You stuck it to WCW when you relegated all of their top stars to, you know, middle to low card. Okay. You know, you stuck it to WCW when Booker T went face to face with The Rock and The Rock goes, who the hell are you? Which then led Sting to never want to come to WWE. You know, you've stuck it to WCW in the past. You don't need to keep sticking it to WCW. It's over. It's been over. Okay. 
Maybe this will be the premier house Denny. show of the year, though, because I said it was oh, successful. Okay. That's that's so, MSG. MSG is always the premier house show. Right, but they're going to do this again next year, they said, it because it went so well. So Okay, well, if you're not showing it live on the network, then what's the point? Well, they don't show MSG shows either. So Okay, and normally, and we normally get title nothing big happens. Exactly. Mm, the only Styles time you get title things. changes is when AJ Styles you know, beats Kevin Owens or, you know, Big Daddy Cool Diesel beats oh. the most dominant champion, you know, of the say, 90s, say Bob arguably, Backlund. Say arguably. Argu- uh, definitely. Mm. But, yeah, I just, I, okay, I love house shows. I think house shows are better and more fun to go to than actual yeah, Raw or SmackDown tapings. Sure. But, you know, if you're going to have a named event, don't just make it a house show. Wasteful. Wasteful of the name Starcade. Because Starcade still means something to this guy. Right there in the old fire. Well, I grew up watching WCW. Starcade was a big deal. Well, it's not anymore. That's in the past. You better get over it. Clearly. Clearly. War Games was a big deal to me. And and look at how well they treated War Games. Okay. So, I don't know. I didn't like it. Fair point. But you you did miss it, but you didn't miss much. All you saw was a very good spine, but I don't know if you've seen it. But Arn oh, Anderson's Spinebuster. Double-A Spinebuster. That is a thing of beauty. I don't care how old he is, man. Epic the, fucking Spinebuster on Dolph Ziggler who can sell anything. So they pick the right guy to, to take Some it. of the best Spinebusters in the industry belong to Arn Anderson, Triple H, uh, Bobby Roode. Batista. And then I would say between Batista and Booker T. Big stuff. Booker T had a pretty good Spinebuster yep. that he delivered. Uh, Batista, though, his was just nasty. And I think that's what made his. So Triple H's was beautiful. You know, Bobby Roode's is beautiful. Batista's was a, was a, a nasty. But probably fair to say that they all kind of took a look at Arn Anderson's 15 years before and said, hey, I like that. <laughs> I like that. And I've always, add this I've always liked the two, the two moves that I've always really liked that I think are extremely underrated are the Spine Buster and the Power Slam. That Randy Orton power slam, I love it. I like Goldust. Goldust has a really good power slam too, and I think the, the power slam and the spine buster are two great setup moves. Mm-hmm. Great move to get a, a, a near fall on. Near falls, love them. Gotta have them. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, it is Tuesday night right now for us. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be Wednesday. But we did have Raw and SmackDown happen. Um, and they were okay. Not a lot to write home about these uh, past couple of Raws and SmackDown. Uh, you did have, wow, can we say that Roman Reigns is pretty over in Tennessee? I'll say over anywhere, but if you want to just leave it in Tennessee. No, this, this has to be one of the best face reactions that we have ever heard for Roman Reigns. It is a write-off of the shield is why he's getting the reaction, which I, is fine. I don't, I don't care. So, but. Because... Usually, you know, since the Shield has reunited, you you hear, you know, once Roman gets tagged in, you'll hear boos. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, he comes out, you hear boos. But tonight, or not tonight, but Monday night, last night, there were We Want Roman chants. When have you ever heard of We Want Roman chants? It's been a minute. A- ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been there before, but it's been a long I, not time. Like this. I feel like maybe he's turning the corner. Uh, we've been big advocates for the big, dog. the big dog. I know. We, we love the work that I think, you know, are people starting to see the work that he's putting in? Because he's he's a workhorse. I hope so. And fans Imagine. appreciate workhorses. And I don't know why they, you know, fans clamored behind Batista. And Batista got the same exact push yeah. Roman Reigns has. These guys are hosses. These guys are workhorses. And, you know, the crowd should you know, celebrate them. You know, him and him and Braun Strowman, they've kind of gotten the same, you know, kind of push, this astronomical push, but both of them work their asses off, and I, I like them. I like both of them. Roman hasn't sniffed a title legitimately in a long time. He's taken a lot. He's been in a lot of big matches, all of which he has not won over no, the last long the time, and he's been taking takes, pins. Not just ultimate matches, he, he takes the exactly. pin. Not just a result of his drug suspension, the wellness policy thing, but after that, and well after that, mm-hmm. he's been dealing with this treatment. So I think the IC title looks real good on him. Yeah. Um, keep it on somebody 
powerful and, and legitimate because the Miz carried a big stick with that thing and he's made it literally prestigious. So put it on a guy like Roman. Roman's going to drop it I would still love to see the Miz come back at the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble. I mean, that, we'll get to that, though, at another time. Sure, we can, I don't think we that's can gonna play happen. that. But... I'd love to see that. Uh, but what did you think about <laughs> – I know I walk with this guy, but the I am Elias, at it's... I am Elias on Twitter, he, the Mistrash was walking with Elias it's on Monday. It's almost the only thing I think I tweeted about on, on Monday was It Elias. was really the only buzzworthy thing of the entire show. Yeah, it wasn't the best show Again, when Kane is a big highlight now in his career of a Raw, it it detracts away from I think the entire show. But God, the the push is real for Elias Bubs, and we've been on the trail. I like it. I'm pushing the train with it. I know you are. Oh, but everyone else is too, because they put on a really good match. Roman didn't have to carry him. They they work really well together in the ring. It was a good match. That was a surprising. The chemistry was definitely there, and this is something I would love to see a couple of years from now. Yeah, you know, both of them scrub. kind of towards the top. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna see, especially I don't leading know. up to WrestleMania. You can't expect a guy like Elias to get a title or anything yet. But after the next year, he's gonna be something big, wouldn't you think? I, I definitely think he's going to hold the IC title at some point within the next two years. Okay. I think this was kind of like a test to see how he can perform in a big match, and I think he definitely uh, definitely performed up to kind of what we would hope for him in a big match. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Roman had a ton, ton of chemistry. They had a really solid match together, and I yeah. think that bodes well for the both of them. It shows that, hey, Roman can carry just about anybody, yeah. and Elias can hold his own with the top guy. What I think that we're going to get with Elias is, you know how almost every year in the Rumble you get that one person who's kind of mid-card or upper mid-card who does a lot of work and ends up staying in really long or ending up to be like the top five or top four at the end? I think he's going to be one of those guys. Okay, you who, think they're gets, really going to yeah. make that push this early? I think that he'll get a legitimate... I think the crowd at, will love it at the Rumble because people like him and he he performs well enough in the ring and if he can get a spot on the WrestleMania card doing something significant that's another huge step afterwards but uh, next year after that after WrestleMania I think we're going to see actual reigns for the guy. Okay. Um, so over under, how many eliminations does he get using his guitar? <laughs> At least one like good smash, I think. No, we can't have him hitting people on the head. We got one with oh, Finn Balor, and that was it. So we're not going to oh, get an elimination to the body. He smashed Jason Jordan, too. In the head? In the shoulder. Okay. Well, was very close to the head. He did. Yeah. Um, and it exploded. And I marked hard. So I, I will guarantee you he'll have as many eliminations with a guitar as Jeff Jarrett will have with a guitar in that match. Well, so what's your Jeff number? Jarrett is trash. No, um, nope. Legitimate. I see. Champ, world heavyweight champion. I wouldn't say legitimate. Legitimate. He was he was chumming it up with Vince Russo. Yep. All right. So, Slap nuts. So I don't know how many. I don't know what your number is for over under, but I'm going with those two to be the exact same. I'm going to say one and a half. One and, and a half. half. Half, and I'm going to. Uh, I might take the uh, the reach over. The, reaching the over on that one. Huh? Yeah. One for sure, and okay. I think maybe a second one. Like I think he'll. You know, put it between someone's legs and like scoop them out, like a shovel. and then Get just mm, smash somebody. So one and a half over under. I would love to hear all of your predictions on that. Uh, we'll put the poll up on Twitter. Yeah, put it on uh, over under one and a half for the uh, amount of eliminations for Elias Sampson with the guitar. All right, so that's kind of it for Raw. I mean, you've got Paige and her group. I forget what they named them. They have a name now. Absolution. Absolution, terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, Paige so, is clearly the star of that group, the only one who can use a mic. Yes. Uh, the others, I think they tried to like eat it. She had uh, UFC gloves on. Yeah. I forget her name already because yeah. I wasn't paying attention. But I didn't watch any of the May Young Classic, and I'm ashamed to say that. But other than Kyrie Sane, I was not intrigued at all by. <laughs> No. Classic. It wasn't as big as I think they wanted it to be. WWE, I mean, 
because uh, there was, from what I heard, I've watched two matches from it, I think, and they were both Kyrie Sane matches. So it wasn't successful in anywhere near the, the cruiserweight, at least the year before, no. which was huge. Or the UK tournament. That UK tournament yes, to me was well. the the top-notch tournament of the three. The Cru- cruiserweight Classic, everyone, I think, will say that that was the best in-ring uh, stuff that you'll see out of WWE. Uh but Bubs, I did just get a question the, earlier oh, asked, asked okay. to us from our, our boys over at the Uneducated Experts over there. Yes, go and check out the Uneducated Experts. They are on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, their Twitter handle, I believe, is at Uneducated Experts. Yep, they are very uneducated, but they are experts at what they discuss, mostly sports and wrestling. Of Love course, those like guys. Good dudes, uh, they're big fans of the show, and we're big fans of them. Yes, and he asked, he said, with all the... Of course, I'm paraphrasing at this point, but with all the call-ups of all the recent women to the main roster now, when or will we see a women's tag team division and belt to go with it? Okay. Um, I said I too think, soon, but... Yes, and we've talked about this. I think we're going to see a women's Royal Rumble right, that's for way sure. before we'll see a women's tag team. We've seen women's tag team champions, championships in the past. I believe WCW had a... Or TNA for sure had a uh, women's tag team championship. Maybe not WCW, but TNA did. Um, they had their knockouts tag team championship. But I'm not a. Uh, there are a lot of women on the roster, and but I that see, doesn't mean anything. The wrestling has to be yeah. good. The story has to be good. And I see where they are coming from with that question. However, this is what I'll say. Um, you don't always have to have a title to make wrestling intriguing. Fair. Look at NXT. There's only one main title, you know, and I would love for them to add a TV title just yes. because I think there's guys like Andrade C and Almas, who I thought would have been perfect for a TV title. Well, he just kind of, you know, <laughs> he shot he, up that he, ladder. Yeah. He grabbed the old brass, brass ring or the old torn bicep. And, give it to, uh, give it to Roddy strong though. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I would love to see a team title on NXT, but for the women's division, uh, tag team champ. That's almost as that's like asking when we're going to see a cruiserweight tag team champion chip, like we saw in WCW or a, a three man tag team championship. Like we saw way back in WCW. Oh, like we Ring, saw that Ring, of, w- Ring of honor. Does it? Yeah. Uh, I don't like it, but Yeah. It could be a thing, though. The wrestling has to be really good for them to support it, and the women that they have doing it, they have to be legitimate people. Like I thought we gonna... might have seen it like right at the beginning of the women's revolution when every every yeah. everyone was in a team. Yeah, team bad. You had you PCB. Know, team... Oh, God, it was terrible. Yeah. I think it's something to discuss, though. There's potential now with all these women because, I mean, the, the roster is much bigger now. Yeah. But... The wrestling has to support it. So we'll see where we go. Either way is a good question by them. I like those dudes. So, again, check them out, Uneducated Experts. They do a podcast as well. Hear them out. Check them out. Yes. Great, guys. Love talking to them. Good friends of the show. And I'm sure they'll say the same about us. Bubs tonight, anyway, yes, I Smackdown. wanted to get into SmackDown with the big, big thing coming out of SmackDown is, you know, Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton in the main event. Uh Sami Zayn was barred from ringside. Ringside, I use not from the match, but from ringside, where he comes in and helps Kevin Owens at the top of the ramp, which wasn't technically at ringside. Mm. So Skirting the old he, rules there. Clever yep. him. I think Sami Zayn works as a heel. You like him better as a heel? I do. He's so smarmy. Uh, he's, he's annoying. You know, condescending and annoying. It just works perfectly. Mm. Him and Kevin Owens are, and Kevin Owens just feeds him to the dogs, you know, <laughs> but he's just like, well, you know, Kevin's my friend now. So, you know, it's okay. We're fighting injustice. Yeah. That whole situation has become the main storyline on SmackDown right now, ahead of the Jinder Mahal, AJ Styles stuff for the WWE Championship. Which, is going, which I think is going really well. I think it is. Look at what Jinder did is. tonight. He big fan. He's he's beaten up the Singh brothers before, but he hit the the coloss on both of them, and yeah. that one Singh brother, he just he, he sold he, oversold. He takes he takes some bumps. I believe that was the same Singh brother that took the nasty bump from Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Looked like it. Yeah, can't tell him apart. That's mean of yeah. me. But I know. But it, when you have twins like that, and they they wear the same thing, and like the Usos, I can't tell you who's Jimmy and who's Jay. No. No chance. But I love them. Love them both, though. Been loving them for I years. I don't love Singh Brothers. Uh, no. 
But 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 the they, main story on SmackDown, though, right? Yes. We have it's it's a mixture. We have the KO Sami Zayn angle with and or against Daniel Bryan, and both of them against Shane McMahon as and well. Shane so we're getting McMahon and Daniel Bryan clashing. Right. So we're it's getting like a lot there's of three there's three different storylines going on with just those four individuals, and I'm very intrigued where this is going. I know before we started recording, we talked about, or I brought up the possibility of, which I'm not excited about, but if, oh, I am excited that Daniel Bryan returns to the ring, but his, you know, returning to go up against, you know, Shane McMahon, kind of like Triple H going up against Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just not excited about it. I, I want to see Daniel Bryan in the ring. I don't mind seeing Shane McMahon in the ring ever. Um, Unlike on Raw, where I don't want to see Kurt Angle in the ring. It's just ugly. It doesn't look good. Um, I know you can make that. <laughs> it makes me I sad. It, it does make me sad. Because I, I was like, okay, he can he can come back. He can have, you know, maybe have a run. But after seeing him in the ring, I was like, no, no run at all. But he said he did tear or extremely pull a hamstring on his one leg. That's why it was wrapped. So maybe that... No. Was no, just why he. It was bad before that. Performed. Can you at least let me dream? I'm letting you dream, just like you. If you let me dream about Daniel Bryan coming back, Daniel Bryan will be the 30th entrant in the Royal Rumble this year. That's true. Could you imagine the pop? Right. Oh and my they're God. only doing it for the pop. And once again, uh, he's going to get eliminated. Yes, get wow. eliminated. I don't care. Yep. And he's going to get eliminated. I keep and having dreams about Daniel Bryan coming back, bubs. It's, and whomever eliminates him will set up his feud. And it's not good. WrestleMania. And it's not good in my dreams. Like he, be. he has really bad concussion issues. And, uh, yeah, he just steps in the ring and collapses. That's, that's, what oh, I, God. that's what happens in my dream. Anyway, that's really, you know. We, fashion we, Files. Yes, Fashion Files. Uh, sawed. Sod, loved it. Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, Gimmick. Oh, yeah, stuff. I forgot about that. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers, love them. Heel turn, love The it. crowd loves them. The crowd uh, is definitely into the Bludgeon Brothers, bubs. I don't know if you, you're hearing it. I'm hearing it. The crowd's definitely there and cheering for the Bludgeon Brothers. It is a Luke Harper pop that we're hearing, but... Okay, I, don't I like it. Luke more than Eric Rowan, of course. And he's in phenomenal shape. No, you're right. The shape he has gotten himself in in the last few years is phenomenal. He looks so good. Um, (sighs) But that did lead, like you said, to a heel turn. You had Mojo Raleigh turning on Zack Ryder. Finally, they've been teasing this for a a while. We all, at first, we thought maybe, you know, they want Mojo to be like that white face baby, uh, white meat baby face, you know. Uh, so we kind of thought, okay, Zack Ryder would be the one that turns, but that was like last year. Yeah. Uh, they, they've been teasing Mojo kind of, you know, turning and it finally happened this week and the crowd loved it. The crowd was chanting, this is awesome as Mojo Raleigh was beating up on Zack Ryder. Um, I don't so know, I don't know, know why they that, loved it. It's not like either I, of them are going to be involved in anything significant, awesome. but. I wouldn't say that it was awesome, but I liked it. Yeah, it's um, overdue. I like it because I love storytelling. I love character work. And this, you know, is this is a story. This is changing the character of, you know, a major change to a character. And I like that. So I'm, I'm interested slightly to see where uh, this leads these two. Of course, they're going to feud for, you know, the next probably two months, I think. Um maybe leading to uh, Mojo having a you know good showing at the Rumble. Possibly. Uh, if uh, not, or it's a waste of the Ryder, of the Giant, that's for sure. I think um, Ryder, I, I no. hate this. They're going to feud for a while, and this feud might lead all the way up to WrestleMania because Zack Ryder could easily uh, eliminate Mojo Rally in the Rumble. Leading to a match at WrestleMania. So uh, that's pre-card or pre-anything yes. you're talking, though. It's not much of anything. I don't like how they've booked anybody that's won the Andre the Giant, which includes Mojo Rally. So I'm no longer excited for that until I see something come of it, which will not ever happen. So bad writing on the WWE's part. 
So yeah, if that or not, I'm a big fan of a heel turn. All right. So the whole premise, you know, I kind of brought this up on Saturday. What I wanted to, you know, talk about in this episode. Um, I at first I brought up the idea of discussing because war games just happened. So I was, I want, you know, it's fresh in my mind. I wanted to talk about gimmick pay-per-views but then you kind of brought up the topic well why don't you know instead of just relegating to just the pay-per-views like and when i say gimmick pay-per-views i mean tlc elimination chamber money in the bank something where the pay-per-view revolves around a singular gimmick match and you you brought up the point like why just focus on the pay-per-view let's focus on gimmick matches in general and so that's kind of what we're going to discuss today um, got the, all the Raw and SmackDown talk out of the way. Uh, we'll get into that next week. But now it's time to talk about uh, the real meat and, meat and potatoes of what we're uh, wanting to get into, which is gimmick matches. Now, what do we mean by a gimmick match? Great question, listening audience. Uh, great question, bubs around the world. Real good question there. Yes. God, oh, man, you guys are really hitting it out the park right now. Uh, a gimmick match is, you know, any kind of deviation from the standard one-on-one singles match, one-on-one triple threat. You know, just just you know, a deviation from that. You know, one pinfall. You know, one fall. Match. Sorry. Yes. One Sorry. fall. Sorry. That's that's banned now. Now, we're not talking about just like a no disqualification match, something like that. Yeah, that's a, it's kind of gimmicky, but it's not a gimmick match. Like, when you think of a gimmick match, you think of, you know, the, a ladder match. You think of a TLC match. You think of the Elimination Chamber, which is one of my favorite gimmick matches of all time. Hell in a Cell, uh, you know, Money in the... Just those kind of... Those kind of things. That's what encompasses a gimmick match. Now, uh, what are your thoughts, Chris, on the gimmick match? A lot of matches become gimmick matches, even though you we mostly don't think of non of like no DQ matches as non gimmicky. That that is a gimmick that's added to a regular match to make it more interesting. It's a stipulation. That's the, a stipulation. I'm not going to call that a gimmick. Okay. I'm going to call that a stipulation. Most gimmicks are added to matches, or matches are created with a gimmick to them to draw more attention to the feud, to the match, to the title they're going after, to whatever symbolically. I guess you can gain from going through the gimmick match. So the evolution happened with the ladder match. Ooh, right? Evolution. That was a great so I stable. To you had to jump on we'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah. We'll get to that one in a minute. <laughs> Randy Orton, so, even Ric Flair. He's okay, a synonym go. of that. So Sorry. the Sorry. ladder match evolved from something we saw at WrestleMania 10, right? HBK and Razor Ramon. It mm-hmm. later then went into other things, right? First, they were going after the IC title there. Yes. And then years down the road, we see the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian going after a sack of money and the right to, I think, Terry Runnels as their yeah, manager. Yeah, it was Terry Runnels right. as their – no, uh, was it Terry Runnels or it was, was it Terry Runnels? Almost, it was Terry Runnels. Yeah, and then we take that and then, again, we, we, we're climbing to something, right, and we're trying to get something. Then we take that concept and we apply it to the TLC concept, and then we get the TLC matches all based from the original ladder match gimmick where you're climbing up something to get – to something else and, and, and then, then now you know you're using in the tlc match not only are you using the ladder to climb up and get to something but you have chairs to knock someone down uh, from that ladder you have a table to not to use the chair to knock them down into the table you know there's right. just you know like you said it it adds to the match it adds a a, a different level of drama to right. to the match and that's kind of what the gimmick match is about it's, it's adding heightened drama you know the cage match in my opinion is the 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 first that the first the kind of like biggest baddest best you know gimmick match of all time you know the when you have a feud that is just the baddest of the blood these two guys hate each other you know or you have the heel that just always finds a way to win because by cheating by hook or by crook you put him in a cage with the baby face and then you let them, you know, go to town on each other. Right. You know, that's what to me what a gimmick match is all about is adding that heightened drama. 
And when I when I think when I think of them, I think that they that the gimmick itself adds to the characters of of the wrestlers doing it. So when you think of of ladder okay. matches, you think of when you think of ladders, you think of the Hardy Boys. When you could of think course. of chairs back then, you thought of the concerto done by Edge and Christian. Yeah. When you thought of tables, who'd you think of? Uh, the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys, right? So and then that that kind yeah, of evolved Young to, through the... to different. Ca- oh God, yeah, they did. They put her through it. When you think of mostly in general, when you think of a Hell in a Cell, you probably think of the Undertaker and McFoley. Actually, I was going to say Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Okay, they were in the very first. I, I didn't, yeah, they were in the first one. I didn't mean to get them Kane, separately. Yeah, but okay. you can think of Kane because Kane. I get what you're saying. There. Yes. So, so you're saying when you, you know, see a Hell in a Cell, you think of the historic moments or the historic matches yes. done by these people. So ladder matches, I'm always going to think of a fucking Hardy climbing a ladder one way or another, even if it's 20 yeah. years down the road. Or a Hardy getting speared off of. Right, wow. right, and Edge popping up. You love that that image. That was one of my favorite. So, one of my favorite images of all time. As we continue to get more elimination chambers, because I'm a big fan of that one as well. You're gonna and you were there. You were at this past the elimination I was at the last chamber one, right? Paper so I um, was that in person. It was great to see, and especially to see Bray Wyatt win. But and that was such a good match too. It was very good. It was amazing. Yeah, him and AJ. He eliminated John Cena, John Cena. and AJ Styles. Yes. And since then, he's been fucking drivel. Side topic, sorry. Okay. But um, yeah. <laughs> eventually, as we get 10 or 15 more more of these elimination chambers over the next 15 or 20 years, whatever, we're really no longer going to think of HBK winning the original one for the World Heavyweight Championship. We're going to think and of winning the, the original are, elimination chamber. Yeah, we're going to think of other stuff that has happened. Goldberg and Triple H had a, a good battle in one of those as well. There's been all kinds of matches. So as these as more gimmick matches evolve... As more amazing matches occur, we're going to have more memories from these, and I think that's really what we get, more so than the one-on-one clean finish matches that we see with no stipulations. We remember the gimmicks more now than we do clean one-on-one matches, I think. Now, I think when I think of Hell in a Cell, you have to think of The Undertaker, because with Teddy Long as the SmackDown GM, everyone ended up in a Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker. (laughs) I can't imagine how many times Edge and Undertaker fought in Hell in a Cell. Undertaker, Batista, um, just Undertaker and anybody was in a Hell in a Cell match. But going back, and the reason, you know, the real reason why this has been stuck in my crawl for, you know, the last couple of weeks is because of War Games, and that was one of the first major gimmick matches that I remember as a kid. Now, a steel cage match is always going to be the first, you know, kind of non-traditional match that I remember as a kid. That and the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, does that count as a gimmick match to you before I move on? I would say, yeah. Okay, because it's not a traditional one-on-one. It's It's something different, yep. Over the top rope, 30 people. Yep. Okay, so, or 40. Depending on if it's uh, 2011. Yes, big win. Big win. Um, but the first one everyone remembers is a steel cage. Uh, another one I always remember was War Games because I was, and I just always remember like, what is going on? Like, why are there, why are there so Chaos. many people and why are there so many rings? I don't understand. But I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Now, I say that to say this. Um, I love. We both love a a traditional just singles one on one match. The drama and story that can be told by two people who know what they're doing, two people who you know have the correct psychology and chemistry in the ring. Almost nothing can match that. But you know, you can throw you know those same two people into a cage, into a hell in a cell, in a ladder match. And they could turn that story that was second to none into something even more unbelievable because now they have something to play with. You know, Edge is one of the greatest in-ring, you know, storytellers of his generation. Um, but you put him in a match with John Cena, you know, they're going to have a great singles match. But their TLC match that they had, you know, was even better because they were able to tell a story with something – with other than just their their bodies, you know, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, they or Scott Hall, whatever you want to call him, he was Razor Ramon at the time, so that's what I'm going to call him for the sake of this argument. They were two great in ring storytellers. Uh, Shawn definitely being you know far and away better 
than Razor, but Razor was a really good, you know, in the ring guy himself. They both could tell a good story, but then you put a ladder in there, all of a sudden they're telling a story with, with a ladder. They're wrestling with a ladder. And so it's kind of like growing up where, you know, we would pretend wrestle in our bedrooms and, right. you know, we would use a pillow as, you know, our opponent. And then we would, so we're, we're basically creating this story with a pillow. That's what they're doing, but they're doing it with a fucking ladder. Right. And to me, that's what a gimmick match can, can be. It can take something that's already amazing and it can, it can add the heightened drama and the, and the heightened storytelling and make it even better. Yeah. And some some guys have made their careers on solely on gun gimmick matches, mm-hmm. like I'm talking Terry Funk and Mick Foley, right? Like yeah. hardcore matches, death matches, all of ECW in anything, general, anything ECW related, of course. So these guys rarely, if ever, do you see them work a clean one-on-one match ever in their life. And if Mick Foley ever did it, he of course fucking lost it. But they do their storytelling with with weapons, with barbed wire, with a sock, even though it's weird, right? But it still works for storytelling purposes. And Terry Funk will bust himself open and he'll take barbed wire to the face and the ring's made of barbed wire. Like, it's pure chaos, right? Almost to the point of watching anything Combat Zone related, but that's trash. That is Um, trash. CZW. Yeah. uh, Sorry, guys. bash you real quick. Sorry. Yeah. No good. Your product's dirty. But um, some people make their their entire careers on stuff like that. So a lot of respect should be paid to the type of gimmicks that they really revolve around. Death matches, hardcore matches. Think you, you said Edge, right? So Edge versus yes. Mick Foley at WrestleMania. Great fucking match. Nearly it fucking was. stole the show. They lit the table on fire. So uh, Edge like went on be, thumbtacks. Yeah, thumbtacks, right? People have fallen on thumbtacks. Randy Orton's yes. done it. Of course, Foley's done it. So little things like that. It's it, it really tells a story, something mm-hmm. completely far different from a clean one one on one type match, and it's stuff that you're going to be able to remember because the pain and agony you see on somebody's face when they land on attack is uh, much much more significant than them taking a DDT in the center of the ring. So okay, Bubs, um, I have I have something to ask you. Yes. Um, there's two parts to this question. First one I want to discuss is. What is your favorite gimmick style matches? You can give me three or five. I don't care. What are your – list me your favorite gimmick style matches. I will put number one clearly as the Hell in a Cell match. Far okay. And, far and above anything Far else. and above. Okay. Yep. Great. And then after that, I'm – do you remember Crash Holly? Of course I He was do, He right? was over five, 400 pounds. 400 pound oh. dude, man. So the, 24, the 24-7 gimmick – Ooh, and, and the okay. things that went with it was some of the most entertaining I'll allow shit it. of the early I'll 2000s. Allow it. So my answer is kind of the hardcore concept of a gimmick. And the hardcore the, championship itself, you could just say, yeah, it was, is it was gimmick, gimmick championship. Itself. It's yep. hokey, and the 24-hour rule was a gimmick match in and of itself. Absolutely. I'll give you that. Okay. And, and aside from that, I love the Elimination Chamber. I love what it's, what it's become. I love what it was more. I loved it more in early early mid 2000s and i really do now but uh that's just b- mostly because of the people that have been wrestling in it but yeah that's that's me bubs telling a cell all day i'm in it i'm in it to win it okay. what about you all right so i don't know if i have a clear far and away like you do uh favorite match uh, i do enjoy the hell in a cell uh grew up with steel cage matches but i've never been a huge fan of steel cage matches they kind of bore me okay and you can never um, see clearly hate it Yes, and there's been some exceptions. Um, the Bret Hart Owen Hart steel cage match for the WWF Championship was spectacular. Love that match. And there's been others, uh, other uh, steel cage matches that I have loved, but the match itself I'm not a big fan of, especially on video games. I hated it. One of my least favorite matches to get put into on like um, Here Comes the Pain or Shut Your Mouth. Yeah, but. Uh, I I enjoy Hell in a Cell when it's done properly, but there are some people that it's it just turns into a regular singles match that just so happens to be in a cage. It's no. not used properly. It should be um, the most aggressive match of the card. Yes. Undertaker always did it right. Him and Brock Lesnar had a great Hell in a Cell match uh, back in the mid two thousand early two thousands, I believe. They've when Paul Heyman, uh, let's see, someone had a broken arm. Was Probably it? Brock. Yes. No, it was, it wasn't. I don't remember. 
Um, but they, that was a really good help. Undertaker Triple H with Shawn Michaels was a absolutely just like emotional roller coaster. Yeah, that, that was match. emotions there. That was a it great was match. Done properly. Um, but yeah, as a match, not a big fan of Hell in a Cell. I love ladder matches. There's so much drama that could be created in a ladder match. Um, I don't. I'm thinking specifically on the top of my head. We've talked about this match before. We both really love it. It was in one of your. It was one of your favorite top three matches of all time. Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy for the Inter- Undisputed right. Championship. That's right. Such an a climb that ladder, kid. Make <laughs> yourself a star. Make yourself famous. Yeah. Oh, just God. that chair shot that Jeff Hardy did Ooh. on the last ride attempt. I'm gonna go. It was watch just that such a great match. Yes. I love a ladder match, and that involves like Money in the Bank, TLC, all of that. Yeah. I, I encompass in just a pure uh, ladder match. So I would say ladder match, Elimination Chamber, um, because first ever Elimination Chamber, Shawn Michaels won his last WWF champ, WWE Championship, and his only World Heavyweight title. Yes, that I. It was such a huge emotional moment for me because I uh, really was just he was. He was my wrestling life at the time, kind of like Daniel Bryan became my wrestle, uh, wrestling life mm-hmm. later on. But I, w- I would have to say ladder match and Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble are my three favorites. Royal Rumble, you just can't beat it because there's so much so much at stake. It's always shit going it, on, too, for an hour. Always, always crazy stuff going on. Always some mid-card guy that gets a huge showing in there. I remember Hideo Itami came up and had a great showing. Rusev had a great showing. Yeah, uh, you know Kane when in the hardcore roll, the hardcore rumble. Fuck yeah! Yes, where Stone Cold won, mm. and Stone Cold winning that one was great. Just the, the it was drama, emotions, just so good. And but I would have to say that those are my three favorite kind of gimmick matches. Now, okay, the second part. That's right, two parts. I'm, I glad, think, you, I'm yes. glad you're slowing this down for me. What I am about to propose as a question might be a little tougher than what we just talked about. Um, and I'm glad I haven't given you any time to think about this because I want I'm you to just really. off the top of your head. Fuck. Your favorite matches that have involved gimmicks of all time. Anything on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking was no. more like... You said Hell in a Cell, so Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell. That's what I was thinking, not Judy Bagwell on a pole. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So Viagra on the pole. My sarcasm was thick right there. I hate the pole anything match. Sorry for that, Russo. But, uh, oh, we yeah, so. You, you were big listener you were of the show. Big, big listener. Huge part of our life. Uh, so, okay, so favorite gimmick of all time. Match. Favorite match. Favorite actual match. We've already talked about okay. our favorite gimmick of yeah. all time. Favorite gimmick match. This is favorite actual match. Okay, so I'm not going to count the Jeff Hardy Undertaker one because that would count for this, I think. But okay, no, well, you, you can throw that in there. I'm, I'm going to say the 98, just, 98 King of the Ring, Undertaker Mankind. Well, I'm not, you don't have to like relegate just one. I'm saying your favorite no. matches. Oh, okay. King of the Ring, 98, Undertaker Mankind. All because of the spots. All because, all because of, of the off the cage and through the cage. The, period. Did you see the spots he took? We don't watched it together quest, in don't Afghanistan. Me? What do you mean? He got up and finished the match. He did, and then he went through the cell again, and he got he landed on tax, and it was and he finished the match absolute, and went through tax. Absolute chaos. So um, I'm forgetting the year also, but Street Fight, uh, Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Uh, Summer the, Slam, the, the recent one, 2012. So that's that recent now. God, that's five years, bubs. Yeah. Mm. But um, Brock's yeah. been back for a minute. Yeah, I guess. Came back in 2012. We were still, we were still in the old still Afghanistan it over there. Yeah. Um, but no, TLC one and two. Also, I know you're okay. a big fan of those. I'm a huge fan you're of marked for number two, both, probably actually. more. You like them both? Okay. Well, two was two was great because it had you know Rhino. It had the ECW guys that come in. Yeah. Um, Spike Dudley was there. Lita was there. Lita, Lita doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. It's been a lot of. I mean, most matches become gimmicky in one way or another. But I mean, like you said, there some of them are more stipulation than gimmicks. So. 
Okay. Under, Undertaker, Triple H was such an emotional thing. It wasn't an end of an era. I hated that they called it that because that's stupid. The match Because both guys are still wrestling. Yeah. The only guy that's not an active wrestler anymore is Sean. And he had already retired at right. that point. And he's NXTing all around, doing do backstage shit and refing shit. So the era's not over. But that match was fucking great. Yes, it was. And, oh, uh, my God. One that goes, I think, less talked about, more so lately because he's been back, but Kurt Angle versus Shane. Uh, street Fight, I think is what they called it. King, uh, King, King of, of the Ring, Ring 2000? 2000. 2000? Go was 2000. It two, yeah, it was 2000. I'm going to go 2000. I, I think, think I'm seeing the, the, the three zeros in there. But, um... But, um... So that, there's that, Bubs. I mean, good stuff right there, huh? Okay. And yourself. Don't name okay. TLCs because I've named them. <laughs> you did name the TLCs. And you, you did already bring up the Jeff Hardy uh, Undertaker ladder match. Um, I loved that 2001 Royal Rumble. Yes, loved it. My favorite that, one. That hardcore Royal Rumble mm. was amazing. Um, I loved the 2003 Elimination Chamber. Yep. First ever Elimination Chamber. That's one of my favorite gimmick matches of all time. Um... Uh, ladder matches. Uh, there have been some fantastic ladder matches. I'm not going to. There's been some great Iron Man matches, but I'm not gonna. There's been. I well, don't want to count an Iron Man match as, oh, glad you said as a gimmick match. Oh, but it is because there's been some really good ones. But have you noticed? We're I'm talking gonna, the original Iron Man match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, let you come back to your own point. Wait, hold, wait for okay. this. Have okay. you noticed? I think that they have protected the 60 man Iron Man match. 60 minutes, excuse me. Jesus Christ, 60, 60 people. Oh, God, 60 <laughs> minutes. So the 60-minute Iron Man match, or the 30-minute one that we've seen as well, they've protected that gimmick and used it sparingly with people who they trust, I think, can get yes. the match over. Right? Because you've seen, you were going to bring up one from WrestleMania, but we've also seen Rock and Triple H do one. We've seen Kurt and Brock do an amazing Brock one. Rock and Kurt Angle. Right? That was, oh, that yeah. was good. So. That's not something they do. That, that's considered often. one of the greatest SmackDown matches of all time. Right. Was Brock and as um, it should Brock be. and Kurt Angle in that so, Iron Man match. I that love I think that. Brock won, right? Brock, Brock did won win, like he did not six tap to five out. or something like he that. He did not tap out at the end. Crazy number. So that's a really good one. But again, I think they protect it properly because they only let people do it who they trust. Because one, it takes up fucking a lot of the card. But, the most um, recent one was Bailey and Sasha Banks, the thirty-minute Iron Woman and that match. That was four years ago. What no, it was like three, three? three years ago. So, no, was it four? Oh my god! So you We're brought up as one of your favorites. Yes. So I love that match. I love, I love those two matches between Bailey and Sasha, the Iron Woman match and the Takeover Brooklyn match, where Bailey yeah. won. Um, I just think that okay, you bring up a good point, or I, I think I can add Iron Man match to that. Because the drama is there, and then that added stipulation of the time yeah. makes it even more uh, drama-filled. You know, when you're closing in on the final, you know, five minutes, and you start to see the pace quicken, you quicken. see the wrestlers start to act a little more frantic. You know, it, it's it's good stuff, and I just I I I see the light now. I guess good. I see the error in my ways on that one, but. Maybe, yeah. So, what did I say? I said 2003 Elimination Chamber, the very first one. Um, 2001 Royal Rumble. Yeah, those would be kind of my favorite. And you know, I've already mentioned it before. The Bret Hart Owen Hart steel cage match. Mm-hmm. It's just really anything involving Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes back in the yeah, back in the eighties. Those their steel cage matches were great. Can we can we count a dusty finish as a gimmick? <laughs> Why not? Count it as a dusty finish. That's a Those gimmick. Those are great. Uh, <laughs> so so Chris Jericho beating Triple H for the WWF title he did. <laughs> and then having to give the title back. Uh, the old dusty Earl finish. Earl counted quick. Oh, I love Earl. God. Earl's the best, except when he wants a TNA. Anyway. So given this uh-huh. new era that we're in in wrestling now, in the, in the mm-hmm. WWE at least, what gimmicks should we see less of and which should we see more of okay. because they work? Um, I've never been a fan of ambulance matches. Okay. Even though Brock and – not Brock. Braun, and, <laughs> Braun Roman. and Roman put on a hell of a ambulance match. But I was never a fan of 
Oh, I'm I'm glad we brought this up. First, let let's let's pull it back a bit. Okay. What are some of your least favorite gimmick matches of all time? I'm gonna go ahead and start. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Stretcher matches. Okay. Casket matches, and inferno matches. Okay. To me, are the three worst of all time. Maybe maybe I quit in there because that doesn't help anybody. I never liked the I quit match. I never liked the casket match, and I've never liked a strap match. Cena, uh, Cena does a good strap match. I'm not a fan. Okay, um, it limits the things you can do, and I just hate it. I hate limitations. Um, there's Inf- been blindfold matches. Mm-hmm. Inferno matches have been mildly rare, though. So. Yes, but they're all. T- they've, I've never seen a good one. They've always been no, bad. They're not supposed to be. They're just supposed to be hot. Ray versus Kane was horrible. Yeah, Kane versus The Undertaker was horrible too. It was a bad match. It always seems to revolve around Kane, and they're not good. Right. Brimstone. Yes. <laughs> I've been there live when that has fallen off, and it's hot. It's real hot. It's so hot. You have no idea. Because I was in the front row, right behind the announcers. I don't know how the announcers would would deal with that because they probably I felt it. like my face started to melt. They hated it. Yeah. But okay, so yeah, there so I, I hope that we've shown that there's there's been some great uses of gimmicks. There's also been some bad ones. What can you think of what would be your least favorite gimmick match? Like actual match of all time? Between Oh God, I couldn't think of, of a worst like worst one to ever happen. I mean I think Mark Henry versus The Undertaker in the casket match Ooh, okay. was, was doo-doo. Um, Can I as... say that Undertaker versus Sean where Sean broke his back? Could that be a, a worse? Are you only saying that because he broke his back? Yes, in he a lost casket four match. years. But he became a better person because of he it, did. so he found I'm okay with and, that. Yeah. And Jesus. I didn't like how the Sasha-Charlotte-Hell in a Cell match went last year. Okay. Um, I feel like that was I was doing main evented though, Bubs. It did main event the card, and that's fine. But it didn't it didn't do what it was supposed to do for me. Okay. I don't know. You got me thinking on the fly. I actually here, so. didn't watch that match because I was on my way to the old Afghanistan when that match was happening. Selfish. So I missed that. I wasn't looking forward to it though, mm. and from what I heard, it wasn't good. Uh, what about? Um, it was. It might have been last year. Alexa Bliss versus was it Natalia in a table on a, in a table match? Was it? Oh, for God, the that sounds awful. Was it? Yeah, it was Alexa Bliss versus someone. I think it was Natalia. I'm not entirely sure, but it was a tables match, and it was not good at all. Like well, it was it sloppy. <laughs> I I know you already hate. You probably want to list women as a gimmick match in general. No, that's uh, me. Because you, you you are mean. I have said that Charlotte can compete with some of the men on the main roster before. So don't I, give me that. I that's think not so. fair. You're not fair. Okay, good comeback. I win. I yeah, win. Good good job. Okay, but yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, man. Think of something. No, I said it. I, I remember Mark Henry okay. versus the Undertaker casket match. I hated it. I don't blame you because I can't think like I don't have to watch the match, but I can't think of a worse kind of thing than I. I love you, Mark. You are yeah. He's my sexual chocolate was one of my favorite kind of yeah, characters. That was my. That was his best um, you're you huge. You liked the title run. I didn't. I loved the oh god the, the Hall, Hall of Pain. Pain. The Hall of Pain was amazing. Uh, I was into it. He's a Hall of um, Famer. Bisbee, Texas. Yes. Uh, Texas Pride. I see you're wearing your Texas Longhorn shirt. Yes. I don't know why I threw up that sign. That's Stupid, not you're good. Correct. Okay. But, uh, um, also, anything Viscera or Mabel related? Uh, King Mabel. King Mabel, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the name of his terrible tag team that he was a part of? Man. With um, when they were. Wore purple jumpsuits. Yes, I cannot think of the name oh, of that group. God. Like they were terrible about it though. Too. Yeah, well, that's the early nineties. Uh, we have though. talked about it. We talked about yeah. it in our WrestleMania series that we did, uh, which you can go back and listen to uh, on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. We did a WrestleMania recap of all the WrestleManias. 
So you can go back and listen to that. We did not finish that, so. Why'd you bring that up? I was okay. just going to just go ahead. Well, go ahead and check it out, though. Some good episodes that in there. Uh, we, and tell us how much you want us to finish that. Because I personally, that was a struggle for me. Um, but if you want to hear us finish it off, I will. I will. Mm, I will finish it off. Ugh. You know, I will just big fan. get to the tip of it and just, you know, fin- no. Okay, I see you're shaking your head right now. You do not want me to finish where I'm going, so I will move on. So yeah, we're on a time crunch, so we don't want to talk about fi- finishing anything off. Anyway, so we we've just spent the better part of you know. 20, 30, 40 minutes, 50, 30, 40, an hour, hour and a half. It's, you know, all that time talking about gimmick matches. And in in the grand scheme of things, what are your thoughts, final thoughts on a gimmick match and like where it fits in the kind of grand scheme of things? I am actually surprised at this point of how many WrestleManias we've had that we haven't had a legitimate, true gimmick main event match. Um, we've had Hell in a Cells, but they haven't main evented. And most of the matches right. to, end, to end the card are, of course, one-on-ones or triple threats with stipulations added, not necessarily gimmicks. So I think that'll be something that might play in the future, but uh, I doubt we'll ever see one as the actual last match of a super card like that, especially when it's for a title. But I think that they're useful matches. I think that they help storylines and characters especially, and they can be big draws. And it's all about drawing people to the WWE Network, which we are not sponsored by, but you can go ahead and go and download that. $9.99, right? No, That's all it is. We are not sponsored at all, but it is $9.99 a month. And for new customers, new subscribers, you get the next month free uh, which that will give you Clash of Champions. Smackdown for, exclusive. Black, Smackdown exclusive. Uh, Jinder it. Mahal versus AJ Styles. And Jinder Mahal's Bobby big Bobby Roode versus match. your boy, uh, the Lone Wolf. <laughs> Don't call him my boy. Oh, sorry, sorry. Until he cuts his hair, he is not my boy. He's not. Um, I am down with the glorious one. Um, but speaking of the WWE Network, speaking of drawing eyes to the brand, you say that you'll never see a, you know, oh, not never see, but for the foreseeable future, you won't see like a gimmick match kind of headlining the show. Well, what about having a show revolve around a gimmick? You know, we, we've got lots of pay-per-views now that revolve around these gimmick matches. Uh, you've got Money in the Bank. The entire thing revolves around that gimmick of the Money in the Bank ladder match. You've yeah. got Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, mm-hmm. which Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Elimination yeah. Chamber. There, there are pay-per-views out there. Royal Rumble, which completely revolves around this big gimmick match. So uh, what are your thoughts on those kind of pay-per-views that revolve completely around these kinds of matches? I hate that they're actually titled Ouch. The Gimmick. Big hate. Because there's usually only one Elimination Chamber match. There's usually only one Hell in a Cell match. There's one Money in the Bank There's two now. Or there's two now, right? And that's that's a good thing. Well, three because they used to do two. They used to do two when it was Raw and SmackDown before. So, I don't know. I don't like it, but I do get the reasoning behind WWE wanting to market it that way. Because it draws the buying customer. So that's fine. But I think it's am, a bit of a tease. Am I the only like one that. that misses Money in the Bank being on WrestleMania? Well, the fact that they make a lot of money from it as an exclusive pay-per-view now, everyone would beg to differ. But it used to mean a lot more back then. It did. So, yes. Edge, Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy, absolutely. Oh, by Edge, Fit by Finley. surrogate, a, se- a second time. Fifth yeah. Finley never won. He was in some. He was. He was. He was, he was never going. He was a U.S. champion. He'll never. He was never. He was Irish. World. Cha- he was Hornswoggle's dad. That was speculation at best. But anyway, I don't like it. I'm not a big fan. But I understand. Remember why how they they, it, so. they thought it would be so funny to have Triple H turn out to be Vince McMahon's. <laughs> 
<laughs> illegitimate son, and how funny that would be that he's married to his sister. Remember how terrible that whole storyline was? What? Oh, it was the worst. I, I did it. not like it. I didn't look forward to it at all. Don't swoggle anything. He's terrible. Good dude. He makes good money from what I hear on his booking on the indie world, but yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, I've but... seen some of his shoot interviews. They're 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 interesting stuff. He seems like a cool guy. He seems like he really uh, kind of took the opportunity to run with it, kind of like Ellsworth. Ellsworth. I'm all for that. Yep, absolutely. Get in the game, man. I'm kind of upset that Ellsworth got got released. You know, he was living his dream. You know, I kind of in I didn't I didn't hate what he was doing with Carmella. Okay. I didn't hate it, but you know, he's living his dream. Let him have it. He was. If you could think of a better storyline to put him in, I'd like you to throw it out right now, but I bet well, you don't just have one. Think of all the bookings he's about to get now. That's fine. That's great for him. I wish I was in his shoes. I do too. Good for him. Good for him though. But yeah, gimmick pay-per-views, gimmick matches. I love some of them. I hate some of them. And I'm indifferent to a majority of them. What about you? Final thoughts. No, same. I, w- I wish that a lot of them weren't titled what they are after the actual gimmick match themselves. Uh, Money in the Bank should be performed at WrestleMania. I don't want a, a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view because it's just a regular pay-per-view with one match at the end. So... I don't and know. there's they, those rare times where they'll have every single match be whatever that gimmick is. Very rarely, but yeah, um, I think they Extreme should a lot, rules. Of the, a lot of the WCW names from pay-per-view should make a comeback and be the titles of pay-per-views. Bash at the Beach, great call. And, Halloween and should, Havoc, yes, great I think those, call. Should, those should be in there as opposed to some of the shitty names. That NWO sold out, great sold call. Sold out. Sold as in a Kia Soul. Yeah, oh, don't. And we're so, currently sponsored by no, Citroën. So, a play you're, the, you're the worst person. Where I am the internet. You're the okay. Literal worst. Sorry. We're yeah, literally yeah. being sponsored by them because that's where I make money and that's how we pay for all of this. I don't want Great Balls of Fire. I'd rather have a Halloween Havoc. So if that's something they could consider. Great Balls of Fire is a terrible name. Yeah, it's not making the list. Even there's some good ECW names that weren't like terrible, like Riddled with Blood and stuff like that. So um, yes. they could incorporate some there of those. There were some good ECW. Barely legal. I loved. Right. That was kind of like their WrestleMania was barely legal. Um, what were some of their other? They had some. I'm gonna have to. I actually. It was either today or yesterday. I wanted to kind of go because last year or earlier this year, I was on a huge ECW kick. Yeah, and we were in the year. We were kind of every. I was going through everything. Every TV TV. show from ninety, end of ninety four on. mm And I was killing it, and I was thinking about getting back into that just to finish off where I was. You'll notice in a lot of those episodes, there's a lot of man love from both of us over the franchise, Shane Douglas, and rightfully so. I love the franchise. So if, if, you, he... if you're going back and listening to some of that early stuff, just if you don't like him, we're sorry, but we man love over him, we much like we him. do The Miz on most of these later yes. episodes. And so apologies. Yes. Shane Douglas, Dean Douglas, you know, whatever you want to call him, he was... Awesome. Awesome. I came to care to play this pro- uh, Anyway, the Miz is great. Don't point at your... No, you don't do that to me. I know exactly what we're... No, no, you don't make faces at me. Anyway, bubs. Well, you know, I think we had a, I think we had a pretty good discussion, bubs. What do you think? That was good stuff. I liked it. Yeah. We talked about Raw and SmackDown from this week. Uh, not really a lot going on, but there's some intriguing things that we're going to keep an eye on in the future. Loving what's going on with Elias. We had, you know, talked about gimmicks, gimmick matches, gimmick pay-per-views. And honestly, we would love to hear kind of what your favorite gimmick matches are, your favorite gimmick pay-per-views, or, you know, basically just your favorite, we say favorite match, but also like your favorite actual match that involved competitors. So you can hit us up on Facebook. You just search Collar and Elbow Wrestling. And as in like the and sign, the ampersand, where the seven is, you just hit shift seven. And that's the and sign that we're talking about. Not the Collar X elbow, because that's stupid. Only idiots would use that. Only jobbers. Bunch of jobber. One of the best jobbers ever. Oh, whatever. Okay. Anyway. 
You can find us on Facebook at Collar and Elbow Wrestling, the and sign. You can find us on Twitter at CAE Wrestling. We're also on Instagram. Uh, most of that is run by our social media extraordinaire, Chris Harris. You're doing a great job, Bubs, on that. That's right. I try to get on there every once in a while, but with this new job at Okay. Anyway, I won't. I won't between, plug that anymore. <laughs> between me, myself, and uh, and our research guy here, Steve, we get into oh, quite a God, bit. Oh get the fuck out we, of here! We do a lot on the <laughs> social medias, so uh, it's good stuff. Jeez. I'll be on the I'll be on the tweets all the time. Try to be on there. Of course, every pay per view, but also Mondays and Tuesdays, and of course for every episode that we're about to drop. So hopefully, you'll be seeing something related yes. to this episode. You're going to be 24. a lot of that, and. I want, I want you to go ahead and join in the conversation with us. Let us know what your favorite gimmick matches are. Let us know what you want us to talk about in future episodes, what topics you want to hear. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We love growing the show with you guys. We can't do this without you. We love wrestling. We're always going to love wrestling. This, this podcast, this is why we love wrestling. And together with you, we can make wrestling great again. See you guys next time.